Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Ashley Judd, founder of Detail and Design Event Company, a certified wedding and event planner, and also a small business owner of Three Generations Boutique, where they help everyone feel welcomed, esteemed, and beautiful. Love that. Ashley, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, you're so, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on, you know, where are you today with your business and who is it that you'd love to work with? Ooh, good questions. So where I'm at in my business, I started my event planning business back in September last year. So I'm coming up on my one year anniversary for that event planning. And I'm currently just had a meeting and we're expanding our team as of this week. And we're adding on some more coordinators and collaborating with some more assistants. Um, we have a huge event coming up for a local um, community event for our 30th anniversary. And so we're tackling that project. And it's, things are going really well with the event planning and just expanding and growing our services and just learning more about the industry. And mm. with my um Three Generations Boutique, we are currently working on expanding as well. Um, One major thing is working on dissolving a partnership and creating a new one that is the right fit and expanding with team members there. Again, learning more about the retail industry and servicing our clients to make sure they feel welcomed and loved and that they have a different boutique experience when they come and visit Three Generations. Oh, lovely. I mean, we were chatting offline about, I think I mentioned it's, it's the experiences that you seem to be so involved in, whether it's the wedding, it's the, the event planning, or it's the the experience that comes from from the boutique and who you serve and how you serve them. What what does it mean to you to have that sort of personal connection with with your clients? I think it's a great deal to have a personal connection because when you connect with someone and you really understand them you are able to better serve them and help them. Mm. Um, You know, I guess you could view both of these businesses as sales. And I've always had a negative connotation around sales. I felt like it was really pushy and solicitation kind of, but I've learned that on this side of sales, we're actually helping people. And whether that means we find them a nice outfit and they feel beautiful and they go to dinner with their husband, or we're helping them with an event that they never thought that they could ever plan or put together, you know, we're helping them through connections and through our community, you know, connecting with our community and helping it to flourish. So I think Mm -hmm. connecting with people and understanding people is a great deal and so important in any business. 
Yeah, I mean that. Let's just jump on that point right now. That sales is sleazy. Sales is bad. Sales yeah. is negative. Now, oh my gosh, it does have such a negative sort of vibe. But it's the it's the core essence of a business. If it doesn't have that, it's a hobby. It barely even exists. Yeah. So, with from that perspective, it's it's interesting to see what are the bits that come into sales. How can we change that? Our frame of mind. Um, and don't forget yourself when we talk about sales and marketing it's all about care connect and convert mm -hmm. those are the three core components as you said it is about guiding people to have an experience to yeah. get something that's going to entitle them allow them to have a different experience do something else um with, with love with care and compassion that's what sales could be and should be to a lot of people however it does feel tough for a lot of business owners so what what was that journey like for you as you entered this world of being a business owner and realizing ah oh, shit i actually have to do all the marketing the sales all the other bits rather than just create my sort of dream business what was that like as you started to see all this that's a great question because you know as a business owner myself and I had a career before this. I was a nurse and now I'm a business owner. And there's a lot of things that you can attest to that when you transition into entrepreneurship or being a business owner, you don't realize a lot of things that are going to have to happen and that you have to do. You have to do in order for your business to succeed. You are no longer an employee and you can't have that mindset. And shifting into being a business owner and entrepreneur, one of those things is sales, marketing, and advertising. And if you get that right, I mean, your business will succeed. I do think people might feel that sleazy sales feeling because they're not selling the right thing for them. So it feels pushy. It feels like you're soliciting. But when you care about what you're doing and you're in, you're having a business that you created because that's your heart and your passion. And that's what God designed you to do. It's not sales because that's a gift and you're sharing your gift with others. Yes, you're selling it, but you're ultimately helping them. And it doesn't feel salesy which you do have to learn what that looks like, you know, how to talk to people, how to have a conversation in it with a sales mindset. But the goal isn't to sell the, I mean, yes, you want to sell the product and have them as a client, but you want to connect with them. You want to tell a story. Yeah. And I do feel like what I've learned a lot about sales is connecting and storytelling and not selling. Yeah. And, and there it is. I'm, I'm sometimes, you know, a lot of people say words matter and you've got to mind your words. Other times it's so important to just get these words out there. And you, there was a, a lot of misalignments or contradictions in, in what you were saying there, because you were just talking passionately. Sales is a good thing and sales is a bad thing. There's the, the terminology. It doesn't feel salesy. So salesy has a negative connotation. It's interesting that I, if we could say it feels salesy and I feel like it's a good thing. Salesy should be a good word. It should mean some amazing things. It's all about the interpretation of that. So it's interesting as, as business owners, we try and navigate through our perception of, well, we shouldn't do it that way. That's bro marketing or that's a bit heavy handed or that's you're being manipulative. There's a right. lot of that in there. And I think the, the biggest takeaway that you just said there was, um, I know I mentioned you know, care, connect and convert. Another C you can put in there is confidence. If you have the confidence that your business, that your product, that your service is, oh my gosh, you need this. This is the most amazing thing you can have. 
it's just a great conversation of right. sharing beliefs. Yeah. I Yeah, that's great. That kind of ties it all together. And I think once people jump into this area of sales and like the team members, for instance, I had today, we talked about potentially them being part of the sales and booking events and clients. And you could see their eyes like light up. And I'm like, I know where you've been. I've been there too. And if I can explain to you kind of the journey I've been through, Mm. you have to adapt a different mindset when it comes to sales. And you're, you have to connect with people, like you said, and care and converse. And when you have all those things, it doesn't feel as salesy, you know, it's, it's just different. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's again, just, just a quick reframe. So if you can see it in the eyes of your team where it's like, mm-hmm. ah, yeah, I can see you're getting outside of your comfort zone. I can see it's going to be tough. Maybe be talking about figures and numbers that you, you haven't ever spent or that you haven't seen. Now mm-hmm. there's sort of different, they're on an evolution, they're on growth. So mm-hmm. you mentioned with both of your customers, uh, both, both of your companies, there's growth happening, there's expansion, um, dissolving partnerships. Oh my gosh, there is so much involved in that. So what's your journey been like from taking those steps into, okay, I think I'm an entrepreneur. Okay, yeah, I definitely am. And this is a brave new world to now expansion, to leadership, to next level challenges. What's that journey been like? Woo, that is a loaded question. (laughs) It has been... The best way I can describe it, it has been a roller coaster, but I do love roller coasters. But, you know, it's the highs and the lows and knowing that when there's a low, a high is coming, you know, there you're not going to stay there and navigating the fact that as an entrepreneur, you have to adapt and change, not necessarily change your morals or values, but you have to adapt and you have to be prepared to be uncomfortable and know that you're going to be in the trenches sometimes and you're going to face difficult decisions, hard decisions that you don't want to face Mm. and work through. But two, you know, there's those lows, but there's those high moments too that you may never experience as an employee. So I'm getting a little bit of the taste of, of all the things up and downs of the roller coaster of being a business owner. Yeah. What was it? (laughs) What are the sort of the, the the early times? Can you remember a time where you were almost like, you know, that's it. I, I can't do this. This is too hard. Were there any moments like that that kind of crept up on you? Oh, yeah. Honestly, I had one of those moments about two weeks ago because I'm in the middle of dissolving a partnership. Like it's yeah. almost done. But two weeks ago, it was Ooh, it was in the thick of it. And I remember I was going to work and it was almost like everyone around me could see the stress I was under and, and the toll it was taking on me. Mm. And I remember getting a text and someone was said to me, you know, have you ever considered that you dissolve the partnership, but you're the one stepping away and you let the other person stay. And I was like, you know what? that's a great idea. I can't do this. This is too much. I have this Mm. business that I love and this business that I was trying to help someone grow and chase their dream. And now I've got these both and I'm, um, it was a lot, I was overwhelmed, but you know, overwhelmingness can be good. And I see that as I'm overwhelmed, but I'm okay. But in that moment, I remember thinking, I don't, think I'm cut out for this. I don't think I can handle this. 
Hmm. This, this is too much for me. But I, again, I was silent and I remember I was on my way to the boutique and I was opening up the shop and I just had a moment. I had put on some worship music and I was just praying and thinking to myself. And I was like, God, like, like we were talking earlier, my spirit was telling me you are not done. You are in this fight and good things are coming. Don't give up. And I stood up kind of a little bit taller and I was like, I'm not giving up. I'm not ready to throw in the towel, nor is my spirit telling me that I'm supposed to shut this door. So I think listening to your spirit and being silent and really processing has helped me kind of overcome that challenge where I thought I couldn't take any more or do it. Mm. In, in that moment of, of the doubt of the overwhelm of maybe the, the sheer panic where, cause that sounds like there was a, a, a misalignment or there was something happening there, some confrontation with maybe the logical parts and mm-hmm. your heart it felt like your body was going one way, your head was going another. There was, yeah. did you feel like you were being sort of pulled and pushed? What was, what did that feel like? And what were you, what were you hearing? It almost felt like my, I knew I wasn't supposed to give up. And even though it was hard and um, it's challenging and it's not the best situation, I'm okay with that because I knew my character is growing. I know that I'm learning and growing as a person, as a woman, as a business leader. And, but my logic and my, my brain and people around me were saying something a little bit different. Like, yes, if I do quit, it, it would be easier. That is the easy way out. And everyone else around me, you know, could stop worrying about me and sending me encouraging texts. Like they can just get on with their life and, you know, it would be less worry for everyone, but mm. I chose not to listen to that. Um, yeah. But it was hard because I felt like it was a little, my spirit and my head and the people around me were kind of pushing and pulling. So I just had to yeah. feel like I just got grounded in, in my purpose and what I started out to do. Yeah. And two of them are yours. and One is not your spirits, your head and other people. So um, let's just sort of touch upon that because having that inner conflict of the logic, the thoughts, the maybe the programming that we've had on, which makes us maybe second guess ourselves or think something else, but that external pressure that we all get, and maybe it comes from a beautiful place from you know, family, friends, other sources. What is it like as you <clears throat> try to sort of navigate their feelings and their emotions? And where is it coming from with them? Because there's a lot of pressure, it sounds like, on managing them, making sure they're okay, because obviously the stress, the strain that you're under, then has an impact on them, whether it's direct to them or that they worry about you. Yes, that's a really good question. I I remember in that moment where I was like on the fence of like, maybe I should give up. And then I was like, no, don't give up. And then listen to what they're saying. And then I just had a moment where I was just, you know, I stood up and I was like, no, I'm not giving up. Mm. And in that moment, like you said, having to kind of care for other people's feelings and they're caring for me. And I just sent, you know, replied back with a, I understand. And I really appreciate your vantage point. I appreciate you looking from the outside in and you trying to help me with your perspective, but just reassuring them. I'm okay. I am overwhelmed, but I'm okay. 
Mm. And I, I serve God. He's a good God. He's a good father. And I know he'll provide for me, whether that's opening a door or shutting a door. I know I'm confident in him that he will do that. But also I had to let these people know, I do know I'm under a great amount of stress. I'm not denying that. However, I do know I'm learning a lot and I, my character is growing beyond anything I could ever imagine in a good way. And although I'm persevering and I'm tired of persevering, (laughs) something really good is going to come out of this. And that is why I'm sticking it out and just letting them know, I understand. And I really appreciate your concern and, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and this is why I'm doing it. And I want you to know that there's a greater purpose than the pain that you see. Because what, what we see or what other people see is only tip of the iceberg, right? There is so much more to it. The, the advice from friends and family, it might come from a great place, but it might be their fears. They're living in scarcity and they have a fear of what it might do to them. Yes. Nothing to do with you. And so you can't compare, but also you don't know where this is coming from. And that's why advice can be so hurtful or destructive at times if we take it as truth rather than that's coming from your fears or your doubts or your worry or your guilt. Oh, my gosh, there's a a soup involved in there. So you mentioned stress and kind of mentioned, you know, you're going through this sort of struggle and it's, it's, it's hustle and it's, it's tough. And I'm, I'm kind of tired of this, but I know it's for a greater good. What's it in this times of stress? What's it like? What can you see and what can you not see? Because I, just to caveat that question, I truly believe that, that God source universe, whatever you believe in is always, they're dropping crumbs. They're dropping breadcrumbs for you. They're opening doors, closing doors, but also, Eventually, they'll be like, okay, I've given you enough hints. <laughs> I'm going to close this door for you. I've given you all the hints possible. Are you not seeing it? Yeah. In those times of stress, do you find yourself not seeing these clues or hints that God is giving you? I feel like, and that's another thing why I do appreciate other people's input or like their care con- concern for me. Because like you said, maybe I'm just missing it and I'm just so focused and just trying to get through it that I can't see some things that other people see in their perspective. But when you listen to your gut and your heart and, and your intuition, I feel like those signs and those breadcrumbs, they will align. And if you really pay attention to them and you look at them and say, okay, I see this over here, this, this sign or this breadcrumb or this thing is this helping me make my decision and giving me that instinct that I'm on the right track or don't do it, you know, depending on what your gut's telling you. Mm. Love that. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, it was only a couple of weeks ago that you had this, the most recent, oh, okay, I think I want to burn it down. I can't do this. And then you, then, then you found your way back through. Yeah. Um, as you, you now see you from this next vantage point where you have reached this sort of next level of, okay, yeah. Yeah. I, I know where I'm going now. What can you see as the next challenge for you as, as this, the next level business owner that you, maybe you can see on the horizon. You're not quite there yet. Maybe you don't know to have the skills or don't know how to deal with it, but you, you can see it right there. Yeah. What's, what's that like? Right now? I feel like, you know, that roller coaster I mentioned earlier, like I was really down there deep and then just coming back up and I feel really good. And I, you know, I don't want to be 
too hopeful that everything's going to be great and perfect because I know that's not the reality. Things are always going to happen and come in front of you. But the greatest challenge I see in the future, I think with expanding the team is managing the dynamics and the relationships of the team and learning. Another great thing about leadership is learning personality traits and how people work and function and organize. And, you know, I'm just learning one person and I got her down pat, I think still learning her, but then adding another person and making sure we're all cohesive and we work and getting her on board and up to speed. And same thing with the boutique, just, I feel like expanding is great, but it takes a lot of intentionality and a lot of work and foundational work to get it done the right way and make sure we're all on the same page and that we're all headed in the right direction together. We're all shooting for the same basketball hoop. Yeah. But it's learning. Who's your, I don't know, basketball. I'm English. Who's your striker. <laughs> who's the one that sets you up. Okay. I don't know. Your quarterback. I don't know. Wrong sport. I don't know. Who's Soccer in the right place. The goal. We're all aiming for the same goal. We're all oh, aiming for the same goal, but some people have better skills. Of like, hey, can you stop the other team from scoring? There's there's different ways of, of playing yeah. this as I butcher this sporting analogy. Sorry, Americans. I, sorry, <laughs> not sorry. Anyway, so, and it, it's so true, but once you get one challenge sorted and you've got you know, your, your first hire or your first team, it's like, okay, cool. There's the foundation. And it's like, ah, oh, which breeds its own individual new challenge that you never knew existed before. And then the next sort of environment brings on a new one so i love yep. that it's you can see i don't want it to be everything's gonna be happy and amazing i need to hold that whether you call it realism or understanding but also hold space for i know i'm gonna face it i know i'm gonna face something yeah maybe i don't know what it is yet but there's always these things coming up so as you sort of navigate these challenges, we've spoken an awful lot about business, awful lot about the structure, awful lot about the impact on us. What's the dream for you going forward? What's all this? Why all this? What's what's the point in it all for you personally? The point is to build a legacy for my family. I'm going to cry. <laughs> and there's the thunder and lightning. The point for me is to build a legacy for my family in my community. <laughs> I'm emotional. <laughs> but I think leaving the world better than I found it and mm. utilizing the gifts that God gave me to do better for the world and the, my family and the people around me. Yeah. I think, you know, when I was in college, I busted my tail and I said, you know, worked full time, went to school full time, got my nursing degree and my certifications. And while it was hard and I learned a lot, like I'm thankful for that. But if I can prepare like a path for my children and my family to have it slightly easier, you know, we're still going to teach them what hard work means and what it means to be a business owner. But to kind of, you know, if you can imagine like a big big area of woods and it's just so overgrown with trees and shrubs. I don't want my kids to have to go through this treacherous journey. I know that they're going to learn through that, but if I can kind of clear just a little bit of a path for them, I feel like I have done my, my duty, my due diligence as a mother, as a provider, um, as a woman, and just a person on this earth, a human on this earth, um, for my kids and my community. Mm. And again, on the Unforget Yourself show, that is 
noble and beautiful and such a fantastic thing to be doing. How is that also going to help you? What is it? What's in it for you on this journey? That's it. I don't know how to answer that because I think when I, when I left the nursing world for reasons that, you know, we won't divulge, but when I left the nursing world community, I, I just wanted something different for myself that I didn't dread going to work every day. I didn't think about the night before, like preparing my scrubs and my outfit and like, Oh, I got to go to work tomorrow. I'm going to be there for 12 hours. And that dread, I don't, I want to wake up and I am, I I'm waking up now and I look forward to work. And I, the night before I'm like, Oh, I have to quit working. I have to close my laptop. Like, I don't want to, I want to keep working. And I look forward to the next day, the next meeting, the next team, you know, collaboration. And I'm excited to go to work and wake up. I mean, I guess if that's something for myself, that would be it. Oh, yeah. That's kind of beautiful. And I guess a couple of weeks ago, that little wobble, let's call it a wobble that you had. (laughs) Was there trauma, looking back, worry that this dread is creeping back in, that it's actually infiltrated this part that's supposed to be your satisfaction and fulfillment and legacy builder? Oh, yeah. I think, well, number one, financially, I was like, oh, crap, what have I done? I've, you know, I've set myself up for something that I'm not sure how this is going to work out. You know, I don't want to disappoint my husband and my family and drain our savings. And I was really worried about the financial part. And then that part of me that's like, I don't want to dread coming to work. Like, even through that, I still didn't dread it. I knew that this is part of this is what I signed up for. It's not going to be always pretty. I'm not always going to have the best days, but you push through it. And I think pushing through it also, it just helps me build my character, but I don't know if that answered the question. Yeah. You, it kind of, you kind of reverted. You kind of saw that, but you did have that inner belief of, hold on, this is different. I know what I'm doing here. That logical brain maybe helps you in that instance of we've been through this. Right. This is different. And I'll tell you why. So maybe yeah, quite like that, that perception that you came with. Um yeah. Just the last point on that is the whole pushing through. Now there's a lot of different terminologies that you can have around that. It's in these times where rather than yeah, things are salesy. That that's my salesy language it's push through how do we not just cope and push through but how do we manage ourselves effectively through this so that the next time there is a a solution a skill a trait that we can continue to build on these this adversity that you're talking about is it's a beautiful um sandbox to play in as us the the kid versions of the the entrepreneur that we will be in two, five, 10 years time. We're still playing on the sand, working out what this all means. And maybe part of it will always be in that sandpit, learning, making mistakes, crying a little bit. It's natural, right? It is. I think with what you said, like 
the days I had where I would dread going to nursing does not compare to the dread I have dealing with a difficult situation because the dread I had when I was at the hospital, like I cannot wait to leave. And now it's like, I know it's hard, but I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I can't wait till I don't know how to explain it. I know I'm learning something greater than me just dreading going to work in this difficult situation. I'm learning something completely different that I will carry through the rest of my life. And this is how we become wise, good human beings instead of just like, I hate work. I hate going here. You know, it's just a different type of hard. I got three words to, I think, sum up this, this aspect. I chose you. If we can personify our business, our choices, I chose you. It's such a beautiful thing to say. You, you're having these challenges with uh, dissolving your partnership and building a team and the, maybe the logistical nightmares, the financial challenges mm-hmm. to hold space for, hey, I, I chose this. I chose you. Mm-hmm. I chose you. So, and you can use that in business, in health, in in relationships, crumbs. I relocated 4,000 miles, became a stepdad to four kids overnight from nothing. Grew a business during a pandemic in America and the UK. Were there challenges? You bet your ass there were. But to hold space with, hey, I chose this. I, I chose you. Yeah. There's a level of grounding in there that is kind of empowering. Yes. So thank you for helping me find those those three words to this kind of circumstance. I love that. I chose you. I'm going to write that down. I think I've got that T-shirt somewhere. Come on. If not, we'll, we'll brand Unforget Yourself merch. I chose you. <laughs> it's cute. Oh, Ashley, thank, thank you for co-creating this, this episode. It's been fantastic. Um, it's been so much fun breaking down not only what you do, but behind the scenes. It's been fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure pouring my heart out and I'm not sorry I cried because that's just who Ashley Judd is. I'm a crier. And when I feel things move in my spirit, you know, I just, I just say that. And I appreciate the opportunity to just talk with you and for your encouragement and your words to help me along my journey as well. Oh, you're so, so welcome. Thank you. And Hey, if people want to find out more about, about you and the work that you do, where can they find you? We are on uh, Facebook and Instagram for both businesses. So Instagram for three generations is three generations underscore boutique. And on Facebook is three generations boutique. We're located in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. We are currently working on our building our website, which is another one of those challenges, but doing that for event planning, you can find us on uh, the web, our website, which is detailtodesign.com. That's detailtodesign.com. And we also are on Facebook and Instagram. Super stuff. Well, everyone, if you're kind of curious or like, oh yeah, I want to know more about that, go and check it out. But again, Ashley, thank you so much for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how 
our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.